Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Coming up in this week's episode... Good morning, everybody! (laughs) This is more than about money in our pockets. It's about a thousand new jobs. What's that? Stay back! Stay back! It was a gas explosion. Mark Lewis-Jones, Genevieve Barr and Adrian Scarborough talk about their roles in new Channel 4 and Hulu miniseries The Accident. And Pontus Edgren and Fatima Varhos of Swedish producer FLX discuss their new financial thriller Blinded for TV4 and Seymour. That's all coming up in a moment, but first a rundown of some of the news from C21 Media this week. French entertainment group Banerjee reached an agreement to buy 100% of Endemol Shine Group buying out stakes held by Disney following its acquisition of 21st Century Fox last year and Apollo Global Management. The deal, which has been rumbling on for 18 months, is believed to have a price tag close to $2 billion and will create the biggest production and distribution company in the world with a catalogue of close to 100,000 hours of programming. Upon completion, Banerjee will own almost 200 production companies in 23 territories, with combined revenues of $3.6 billion for 2019. It will also see shows including Big Brother, MasterChef, Black Mirror and Peaky Blinders join its existing roster of titles like Survivor, Temptation Island, Keeping Up with the Kardashians and Versailles. AT&T's WarnerMedia unveiled further details of its upcoming streaming service HBO Max, which will arrive in May 2020 priced at $14.99 a month and feature 10,000 hours of programming. During its WarnerMedia Day on Tuesday, when the firm also announced Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon for HBO, the company revealed new originals from Ridley Scott, Greg Berlanti, Mindy Kaling, Elizabeth Banks, Issa Rae and many more. Warner Media reportedly paid Viacom's Comedy Central $500 million for streaming rights to South Park, having already shelled out big bucks for Friends and The Big Bang Theory. Warner Media CEO John Stankley projected that HBO Max will achieve 50 million US subscribers by 2025, with international rollouts in Latin America and Europe, taking the total as high as 90 million in that time. The UK, Germany and Italy appear to be excluded from the HBO Max expansion for now after Warner Media renewed HBO's output deal with Sky in those territories for another five years. The $30 billion merger of CBS and Viacom is expected to be completed by early December after it was approved by shareholders and the US Securities and Exchange Commission. Sherry Redstone, the daughter of National Amusement CEO Sumner Redstone, will become chairman of Viacom CBS, while Viacom CEO Bob Backish will hold the same position at the newly merged company. Finally, the US studio realignment continued with NBC Universal merging its domestic and international divisions following the decision by Kevin McClellan, chairman of global distribution and international operations, to leave the firm. McClellan, who's been with NBCU for almost two decades, will remain until the transition process is complete, working with film and entertainment chairman Jeff Schell and Cesar Conde, chairman of NBCU's International Group and Telemundo Enterprises. For more on all those stories and plenty of others, visit c21media.net. 
The Accident, the final instalment in writer Jack Thorne's Channel 4 and Hulu trilogy, preceded by National Treasure and Kiri, debuted in the UK this week, produced by The Forge and distributed by All3 Media International. A four-part drama starring Sarah Lancashire, the show tells the story of a community that's been left behind, offered new hope by a large construction project until an explosion causes the building to collapse, devastating lives and raising questions of corporate manslaughter with echoes of the Grenfell Tower tragedy in London two years ago. I spoke with stars Mark Lewis-Jones, Genevieve Barr and Adrian Scarborough about their characters and their experiences of working with Jack Thorne, one of the UK's most sought-after scribes whose credits include Shameless, Skins, This Is England, His Dark Materials and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. My name's Mark Lewis-Jones and in The Accident I play... Ewan Bevan, who's Polly's husband. Polly played by Sarah Lancashire. It's set in uh, a town in the South Wales Valleys. It's uh, a town that's somewhat been left behind. It's quite high unemployment. There's some poverty there. There's a lot of disillusionment. And I'm the counsellor who is the... I, I'm the one who is in contact with the company that's bringing a new industry into the area. My name's Genevieve Barr and I play the character of Debbie Tuffin, who is um, married to a man called Alan Tuffin, who is the foreman of the site of um, this new enterprise that is bringing so much hope to the community. Um, Alan and Debbie, Debbie is actually English and not Welsh, so um, she is new to the community. And um, I suppose her experience in terms of where it fits in this drama of the accident is that her husband dies in the terrible disaster that comes upon the town. But there's a level of also questionable complicity about his involvement in it. and. Debbie is part of this uh, community, but also part of this um, these strong female friendship and that really get tested and pulled apart when they all experience tragedy and all experience grief in their own ways. And um, they are forced to question their friendship and question their trust of one another um, over the course of the information that comes out in the accident. I play the character of Philip, who is a lawyer, who infiltrates his way rather cunningly into the community and uh, urges particularly the female side of the community uh, to bring a private prosecution against the company uh, who are ultimately responsible for the accident. Um, and he does this in a kind, quite an underhand and conniving, rather clever way. Um, he has his own agenda and he doesn't really, he's a bit of a shadowy figure, so he doesn't really tell anybody what his real agenda is. Um, but he manages to get um, uh, Sarah Lancashire's character, who plays your wife, um, he manages to get her on side and encourages her friends and the people around her that it would be uh, worth having a private prosecution, essentially, uh, to bring the people who are responsible uh, to justice. And we discover throughout the episodes that he has a bit of a history of doing this. And um, 
Uh, he's out for revenge, essentially. Jack's writing is uh, is a gift for any actor. He's uh, w w the characters he gives us and the situation that these characters live in is is uh, is a real gift for us, you know. And and, and Jack doesn't um, Jack gives it to you and says, "There you go." It's up to us then to have a good burrow around in the characters. I think he's got an apologetic about making sure that everything that he writes has some sort of social message behind it about how we can improve society and how we can challenge society's thinking. Um, and I've worked with Jack a number of times, not in Korean National Treasure, but um, I worked with him 10 years ago on a BBC drama called The Faced, and then I worked with him at the National Theatre on The Solid Life of Sugar Water. You know, like these guys have said, he brings so much complexity to every single character, but he is unapologetic about making sure that there is a, there is a social agenda and there is a point to be made. Uh, with everything that he does, and I, I think that's very admirable. Grenfell is mentioned, as are many other corporate tragedies, uh, in the course of the four episodes. I, I, I think when something is as raw as Grenfell, it's a very, very brave and courageous thing to put pen to paper and really kind of make a statement about that. He doesn't shy away from difficult questions, Jack. Uh, it should be applauded, and there should be more of it, I think, on television. I think also Philip's part is so important in this because we talk about private grief and Philip is kind of the person that makes sure that there is a bigger perspective to be seen and to make sure that this is not one of a few, this is one of many. And um, I think that was, we all felt uh, a responsibility to make sure that we were recognising that everybody there were so many people out there who had experienced these tragedies and, and not had their voices heard. And we have this very special opportunity to be some of those voices that get to be heard. The stars of the accident talking to me for a C21 TV video interview you can watch on our site now. Also there you'll find another featuring Pontus Edgren and Fatima Varhos of Swedish producer FLX discussing their new financial thriller Blinded for TV4 and Seymour. The company was also behind Netflix's inaugural Swedish drama Quicksand. Here's an extract from that. A couple of years ago when we had our first show commissioned by Netflix, it, we were lucky it was the first Swedish ever original series for Netflix. Quicksand by a Swedish writer called Malin Passion-Giulito is based on a book and we brought in Camilla Algrim as a head writer from The Bridge. And that was a, you know, a big thing for us since we hadn't done that much drama before and suddenly the other TV companies in Sweden were interested in, in doing drama with us. And so came also pretty soon came Blinded, a series that we've done for TV4 and Seymour in Sweden that has been distributed by All3 Media, a British uh, distributor, and uh, it's looking very good for that show. It's premiered in Sweden and now we're hoping uh, that it will spread across the world. It's loosely based on a true story uh, about a young female business journalist. She was only, I think, 26 or 27 years old. She was working for a big business daily in Sweden and she started gradually seeing some wrongdoing at a niche bank, big, you know, major niche bank in Sweden. And uh, she started investigating this bank for 
six months or 12 months and gradually she exposed this bank and virtually brought it down or helped to bring that bank down because of these wrongdoings. And then two years after that she wrote a, a fiction book about it inspired by these events. And uh, we really liked that book and we wanted to do um, a finance thriller. Uh, we hadn't seen a finance thriller in Sweden. We'd seen Follow the Money in Denmark. We'd seen some things from the UK and US, but in Sweden, nothing really like that. So uh, we bought the rights and, and uh, then started pre-producing pretty soon. The challenge with the story, of course, is always, how do you make finance the financing world um, sexy or attractive to look at and that was a challenge with this project so we quite early on did some changes from the book uh, so we added um, a love story to our financial story about the journalist bringing down the bank and made our journalist a lover of the CEO of the bank which made it all much more dramatic. We were lucky making that choice because I think the series have become much more popular because of that love story uh, it brings it all together in a good way. We attached a Swedish director called Jens Jonsson to the project. Unlike many other directors, extremely interested in the financial world. And so he immediately was over the top about the project. Uh, Jens had previously worked with a very famous Swedish actor called Matthias Varela, who has played in Narcos, for example. And Matthias, who uh, usually plays bad guys or criminals, in series and movies so far, was here to play a bank CEO, which was a completely new role for him. And he was so excited about that and pretty much said yes immediately. And then with Julia Ragnarsson, she's, uh, she's done a couple of Swedish shows uh, before our show, but we remade her uh, look completely. So from having long brown plain hair, we uh, colored, we bleached it, so she has a completely uh, different look and uh, that couple is just amazing on the screen. Netflix is together with maybe some like HBO and, and uh, they're, they're aggressive in, in our local markets as they are in many of the European local markets and of course yes they take, uh, that's their business model. Uh, and we have since uh, Quicksand now, we have commissioned uh, another show with them, Love and Anarchy, with uh, a big um, director and writer called Lisa Langset in Sweden. And we can say that we probably work. Well, we, yeah, we, they've also commissioned a third show from us on yeah. uh, Netflix that we're doing next year. It's not official yet, but very proud. Uh, it's also based on a book uh, by a very famous Swedish author. Netflix is so fast. Everything has to happen so fast. And of course they take all the rights and when you're done, you're done and the show is up there. And then you might get to know some of the numbers, but usually you don't. So what I like about the more traditional model that we have with Blinded, for example, is that it's on Swedish TV right now, as we're talking. It's TV4 in Sweden, but it's also all the other uh, Nordic channels are with us on the show. All of the Nordic countries are small countries, small languages. Not that many people in the world speak Swedish or Norwegian or Danish. So what we do in the Nordics is that channels usually collaborate and work together to, to finance the shows and to make sure uh, the shows are shown in the Nordic countries. 
And that also makes it, of course, easier for us to bring in um, a big international distributor to help us um, get the show out to the world as well. And to bring in more money to make big budget uh, yeah. series that can compete with the big English speaking series that are out there. Pontus Edgren and Fatima Varhos from Sweden's FLX. That's all for this week's episode, but there'll be more from us next week. And in the meantime, stay up to date with all the latest international TV industry developments by following C21 online, on mobile and on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.